I wish I wore tighter pants on stage. Um, no, I think uh, my main, if I had any regrets, um, I would say trying to be something I'm not. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Coffee with Chris podcast. Today I welcome my first ever guest onto my podcast and it's a former fitness model, an online fitness coach, a unicorn impersonator and a business mentor. It's my pleasure to introduce you Mr. Josh Taylor. How are you Josh? I'm very, very, very good. That was a lovely introduction. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so you are my first guest on this podcast. Uh, and basically this podcast is all about the individual. So it's all about you, Josh, how you got to where you are right now in the fitness industry. Um, usually a podcast would start with the person telling us a little bit about yourself, but the whole podcast is about that. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you in, in 30 seconds, just to describe yourself and what you're up to at the minute. Like an, like an elevator pitch about myself. <laughs> yeah, just pitch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I could summarize myself now as a, a red bearded wizard that rides a unicorn and, and uses yeah, I've, science. I've, I've seen your Instagram now. <laughs> yeah. So again, I like to try to create a different definition of fitness for people, not just the usual push-ups and macros and and whatever else, but also, you know, business and writing and anything that's going to help elevate their life. Um, that's kind of what I do online coaching. Um, and I also help mentor um, other personal trainers to become online coaches as well. Um, yeah, I just, I just have fun with it, really. I, you know, I like to make sure, you know, I, what am I, can we start again? I'm in, I'm in one. 30 seconds. No, it's, it's fine. Um, uh, yeah, that's what that's what I like about your your sort of persona. <laughs> like, you, you just have fun, but you've also got the serious side where you go quite into in depth about things, and your um, wording, you know, the way you explain things, is really thorough in depth, and that's what I like. But then on the opposite side, you've got your your unserious side where you just have to have fun and make it fun, and that that's what I think attracts people to you. So, so what we'll do is we'll go right back to the start. Maybe not right back to the start, but. About 14 year old, back at school. Uh, what was Josh like at school? Um, he was a little shit, basically. <laughs> he just, just didn't care. He just did not want to listen to authority. He didn't think he needed uh, school whatsoever because uh, he had other ambitions that didn't require a, an academic path, basically. Um, so you know, when I was at school, I was either not in school, like ever, so my mum would yeah. drop me off outside, and I'd run off to the woods, and go and bunk, and just, you know, just skip, skip classes, um, or when I was in class, I was causing mischief, and was usually sent outside anyway, so I wasn't, I just, I just didn't really have a uh, high school education, I guess you could say, because I, I came yeah. out of it with no difficulties. Um, so you say you had other ambitions, what were the uneducated ambitions yeah the well I guess it's unfair to call them uneducated but I wanted to punch and be punched for a living um basically be a professional boxer because that yeah. was the 
one and only sport I ever did. Um, you know, I wasn't really a fitness kind of person. I wasn't into like team sports because yeah. I hated the quabbling and bickering of, you know, whose fault it was that that golden go in or, or whatever. You know, I, would, I was always just, I always preferred being solo. Um, and boxing just appealed to me that way. And also I was always getting in school fights. So that kind of made sense. Um, so then, yeah, I went on to uh, pester my mum consistently. Like no one in my family has ever been into fitness. So, you know, I was just constantly badgering my mum. Hey mum, find me a boxing club, find me a boxing club. And um, she thought it was just going to be a phase. And it was just going to pass out. Didn't. Um, went to a boxing club. All the coaches, you know, surrounding me when I was on the bag. It was my first session there. I was like 12 years old. Um, and they're like, oh, this guy's, got, this guy's got talent. So then that was kind of the, that was the goal. Like, you know, for 10 years yeah. I was boxing. Um, so I never really had a need in my mind for any kind yeah. of qualifications. Um, so you say that was, that was your only sort of um, interest in sport was boxing. So what kind of people sort of inspired you at the beginning? Was it, was it mainly boxers? Yeah, definitely. You know, it was, it, they were the people that I was always looking up to. Um, it was, you know, Mike Tyson. It was uh, Sugar Ray Leonard or Sugar Ray Robinson. Um, Muhammad yeah. Ali, obviously. And then Ricky Hatton, because he had a very similar fighting style to me. Um, there was, yeah, there was, they were my main influences um, growing up and my main kind of inspirations, I guess yeah. you could say. Um, I didn't really... <laughs> I didn't really have any other inspirations uh, because, like I said, it was just so tunnel vision when it came to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so on, on, on leaving school, did you, did you actually pass any exams or was it literally straight out <laughs> of your boxer? <laughs> so a side passion of mine during school uh, was um, smoking cannabis. And uh, I think for most of my exams, I was smoking. I was smoking cannabis because for a lot of my but friends, you probably passed them then. No, well, that's the thing because I heard my friends did it, and they're like, "Yeah, I felt so much smarter when I did it." So obviously, I was, you know, under the impression that, oh, I'm going to enhance these superpowers within me, and I'm going to just pass all these tests. I did terrible because obviously, I just, you know, took it to the extreme, got way too stoned in my uh, in my exams. So yeah. yeah, I didn't pass any. I came out, and I remember talking to my head of year and kind of her looking down at me and going, you know, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, like, <laughs> what should I do? She's like, you know, you're lucky that you're likable. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll run with yeah. that. And so after leaving school, did you start a career in boxing or did you get an actual job sort of to start yourself <laughs> off as you were doing that on the side? Yeah. Um, because unfortunately, I found out that smoking a lot of weed and boxing were quite contrasting of each other. Uh, <laughs> my ambitions for a professional, to be a professional boxer were probably stubbed out, if you don't mind the pun. Yeah. Um, and I was also experiencing a lot of lower back injuries with boxing. I don't know, I think I was overreaching a lot of the time. But anyway, all of that kind of amalgamated to losing a interest in boxing. Because I've done yeah. it for 10 years. Um, and I kind of had this self-awareness of right if, if i'm not gonna you know go to the olympics or if i'm not going to be yeah. at a certain level um i'm not really going to make a successful career out of getting punched in the face um so you just basically wanted to go to the top and if not then it, it was it was that yeah, it yeah, wasn't it was viable like, yeah 
yeah, it, it, I didn't want to just be a stone stepper for some other, you know, um, high rising champion to yeah. you know, basically trample on me and get to the top. I want it, it was either going to be if I'm not going to be at the top, and if I'm not going to be a good professional um, or a good enough professional, then I need to yeah. look elsewhere and other professions. Um, so, what yeah, was the plan it, after that? It, well, that I was like, had to kind of go right. So how can I stay in fitness? How can I keep boxing in my life, um, but make it a job? And I was like, okay, personal trainer. That makes sense. Yeah. I'll do it that way. So you still um, wanted to fa- focus on the, the box and fitness? Yeah. I mean, I hadn't even stepped foot in a gym at this point. Because, and I was like, when was I? Uh, 17, 18, I think, when I started. Yeah. Um, so I did my um, fitness coach uh, qualification level two then i did my level three so um and yeah at this point i hadn't stepped foot in a gym so i was like what 18 i'd say because all my boxing coaches were very old school in the way that they said um you know if you do weights it's going to make you big and slow so yeah. i just never did weight um so yeah that was kind of like that's when that kind of segued into yeah. the next passion so, i guess so was this the start of obviously your personal training journey, working in gyms, um, was that then the catalyst to lead you on to start the fitness modeling and fitness shows? Yeah, it it was exactly that. It was like, I was this pipsqueak boxer who came into my first gym, which I worked at was like a back alley gym. So like, you know, the weights were rusty. Like you might get tetanus if you touch one of these bars. And uh, these like gargantuan men, kind of huge, and I'm this pipsqueak personal trainer trying to tell them how to build muscle. And it was, I soon realized <laughs> that this is quite a superficial industry in the way that if you don't look the part, yeah. a lot of people aren't going to listen to you unless you have that experience and that yeah. knowledge, which again, I was still trying to attain. So yeah, that was the immediate spark of, right, let's get strong, let's get bigger, yeah. let's now take this um you know next leap of faith and uh see where this rabbit hole takes me um and then yeah that's when you know i started you know making gains in the gym i was researching relentlessly when i was meant to actually be doing work behind the reception desk on like you know what's the best you know diets and training methods and um so did you yeah, find, did you did you find that your your training that you were doing for the shows and stuff do you think that was interfering with your personal training like the quality of your service or were you well i hadn't hadn't got yeah i hadn't so because i was probably working in the gym for two years yeah two three years before was it so there was one gym um called the club (laughs) it was it was just called the club and then uh, and then i went on to anytime fitness um yeah and then was head coach there so um and then that's when i kind of yeah met my friend mike boats who was already doing the fitness modeling shows because my original plan was to be just a natural bodybuilder yeah going to bodybuilding straight away then he kind of showed me oh there's this other thing that you do where you get to you know pose about and and have fun with it and do a bit of a dance and a sing and, and everything else um, and I was like, oh, okay, that sounds kind of fun. You know, why don't I, you know, try that before I, you know, step up and uh, have an even smaller thong than everything else. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's always off putting. That's always off putting. Yeah. So, so what was your what was your first show? 
Miami Pro 2015. Yeah. 2015. Pro, uh, it might have been the same show. Was it the April show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. so that was the same. Yeah, it was my first show as well. Yeah. So um, we, because we both, yeah, because I only competed for two years. So I only did the 2015 and 2016. Yeah. Um, and 2015 was my first show. I won that show and that was really, really cool. Because, like, you know, I had success with boxing, but then, you know, because of everything else, <laughs> yeah. I think I was so fueled um, to ensure I did well in this new venture. Um, that it was a real relief when I, when I got that first win. It was like, oh, cool. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it's, um, so, yeah, I won that. And then the next year, I uh, competed in Miami Pro Pro Show. Where I came second, and then uh, the Pure Elite show after that, uh, which was like I think I got um, I got third. I think I still got my pro cards. I was like, yeah, cool. I'll take that off my box. That's fine. Yeah. So I've always been like top three in the ones that I've done, but I've only done three shows, so it's not anything to brag about either. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but it's yeah. what you've done, isn't it? You can, you can only do what you do. So do you feel yeah. like that the experiences on shows, on stage, have helped? Um, with experience of training people, or so do you do you train people for shows at the minute, or is it just? Um... I've, I've never, I've never prepped somebody else for a show, um, and that was because. So, you know, when I uh, started like learning more about the prepping and everything else, I kind of stumbled upon like Lane Norton and Lyle McDonald, and saw these guys, you know, had. Um, biochemistry under their belts and like you know, yeah. they were really, really smart guys and I was like right for me to go prep somebody else you know I need to get to their level of knowledge which obviously you don't fucking need at all but you know in my mind I kind of created this in myself like if I was going to coach others to you know put them through that kind of process and, and they, if they wanted to yeah. do really, really well I wanted to make sure at least I had those kind of credentials but um, as I said retrospect you really don't need <laughs> yeah so yeah. At, at this point obviously your first inspirations were boxers and stuff were you forming sort of new inspirations was it people like lane norton um yeah yeah definitely i think you know it was quite an interesting progression because you know kind of went from like you said the boxers then i had this um journey through kind of classic bodybuilding which you know again arnold uh frank zane um you know, all of these people were kind of, oh, yeah, these are who I want to embody because yeah. I love their, how they look. And then it was kind of getting deeper into the coaching process, you know, as I started to learn more about nutrition. Because, again, with boxing, you know, you don't, you just know how to eat well and it's not, you don't go into the, the finer details of nutrition yeah. and supplementation like you would with bodybuilding. So, like, bodybuilding kind of, again, it, as an answer to your previous question, it definitely helped elevate my coaching services because yeah. i was able to broaden what i knew um, and i was able to venture more into you know the nutrition everything else and uh and then um that's when i started to put people like lane norton and love mcdonald as more of a uh, yeah. inspiration because i was more inspired by their fucking knowledge because these guys were super smart and i was like whoa do you think it's a progression for people sort of when they first get into fitness, they're inspired by the aesthetics and looking good. And, and then that kind of gets old and then you kind of mature in it. And then a year, two years later, then you start looking deeper into it and you, you get, do you feel people get a bit more serious about it? 
change the way their approach to it yeah. all is? 100% because I think like with anything, um, it starts off as an extrinsic motivator. So it's, it's, it's almost like somebody who, you know, they want to get in shape. And it's like, you know, at first they're thinking about um, the abs or they're thinking about all the sex that they're going to get or they're going to think about all, you know, yeah. what, whatever else. It's an extrinsic motivator to start that process. But then once they're actually into that process and balls deep within it, then they, it turns into an intrinsic motivator. So it kind of turns into this, wow, I've loved this process and learning about that. And I think it's the same, like you said, when somebody goes on the fitness industry, at first it's all the, wow, look at all these you know, fitness models and yeah. look at all the influencers and this is really cool. Um, and then you know, they peel away the, the curtain and they look behind and they're like, oh, actually that's, you know, that's not even that cool anymore. Um, yeah. But look at all this other stuff. Look at you know these people who really are helping people, who really um, are providing evidence-based practices, and um, and then you start to get more of an appreciation through that. And I, th I think that is just kind of like the the coach's journey almost. But um, it depends on what coach you are, because you yeah. may just if if you succeed in being an influencer and a fitness model, then you're most likely just going to stay within that world, aren't you? You're going to be you know. Um, blind to everything else yeah. Just, yeah everyone else is doing it you know i'm doing well with this so why would i bother yeah. you know trying to dive deeper into it so i really think it's a an individual thing but um yeah I, I, as a generality i would say there's like a, a a normal distribution of coaches who kind of go through that aesthetics then to more of um you know trying to develop themselves as yeah. coaches i think you can see that in things like body powers like body power 2015 2016 i think it was all about queuing up and meeting people and although that still yeah. happens whereas everyone walking around in stringers and you know standing on stands for free and just influences <laughs> but i think i mean Everybody i don't samples, as many samples, yeah, as samples and <laughs> well i think over the i mean i've not been to a body power for a few years now but i've heard it's sort of starting to get a a lot better than that it's changing more focused on on the customers and education and i think that's just fitness now i think the old 2015 sort of mentality of all that is kind of people have got bored with it now people actually want yeah. to learn stuff and develop and move forward now yeah the uh we were in the era of aesthetics bruh you know oh, that was the start of it wasn't it that was yeah, the start. Like Jeff, i mean Jeff uh, how do you say his last name jeff seed with jeff, jeff said what's that what's uh, like what's the other guy called the um aussie guy um is it z is it z's Oh, Z's, yeah, yeah. Who he kind of, who basically he based his entire personality off. <laughs> yeah, but when you look at him now, if you looked at him now, half the guys now, like his physique would be like average <laughs> compared yeah. to most of the guys out now. It's just come along so far. So, have you yeah. got any sort of regrets from sort of that that period of competing? Not sort of regrets, but things that you kind of look. You're a bit. Mm. <laughs> I wish I wore tighter pants on stage. Um, no, I think uh, my main, if I had any regrets, um, I would say trying to be something I'm not. Yeah. So a lot of the time I was doing things like being on a body power stand because I was sold with this dream of, Oh, if you're on a body, you know, body power stand, you know, yeah. you're making it, you're exposing yourself in the industry, you're doing this, that and the other. 
and now I was essentially, you know, in tiny black pants dancing around like some, you know, cheap stripper. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of like looking back at it now, like I didn't get paid for that at all. Um, yeah. What was I even doing it for? Like, how much did it actually expose me? And if it, it did expose me, like, in what light? Like, yeah, how do I yeah. be? What type of person have you attracted? Right, exactly. And yeah. I think that's the thing with influencers. You know, if you put up a picture of your ass and it looks great, you're going to get an amazing engagement. But you're not going to be able to convert those people then into customers or clients. Yeah. Or they're not going to value your your advice and um i think that is what i regret most is is i wish i'd started um maybe planting the seeds differently or just but again it's all the journey you're on and how you learn and how you grow and what makes you so i never i would never say i have regrets because again you know everything you do molds you into the person you are yeah it's all learning Um, isn't it yeah, it's all learning. So, and, and that's all it is. I've, I've learned from that. And now I'll never, you know, be a cheap stripper again for, for no money working on a body power stand. What about so, a cheap stripper for money? Well, that's different, you know, because I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> something done. Um, hey, we can talk about that after, Chris. It's fine. I'll send you my services. Just do this, just to do a one-on-one call. <laughs> I'm doing it. They can't see it, but I'm doing it now. <laughs> So what was the moment that you decided to sort of stop competing and, and just move and focus more on the, the, the business side of things and kind of mature yourself within, within your business? It was after the last show I did. So the third show purely, um, I came third, I looked at, and this was, you know, not, nothing to take away from the person who was first because, you know, again, it's a very subjective sport you're in anyway. Um, and I kind of looked at that and was like, okay, if they want me to look like this person um, to be first, to be honest, I don't want to do this anymore because I was like, you know, I'm happy just building what I'm building and, and yeah. looking the way I look. Um, and I just couldn't, I couldn't make, I couldn't piece it together what they were trying to find. And then that's kind of when it clicked to me. I was like, who am I trying to please it? Like yeah. in this, in this show, I'm trying to, you know, please, somebody in front of me who has a subjective view of what they deem to be, you know, good. And in my eyes, you know, again, it could have just been my, my self-inflated ego at the time, who knows, you know, after you've prepped for God knows how long, you, yeah. know, you, think you probably think you're God's gift anyway. But um, I kind of was like, you know, I, I thought uh, I look how I would want to look. So yeah, um, you're happy with your like, package. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy with my package. I thought it was better, but you know, whatever. And then I was like, cool. Um, I'm just going to knock the head on competing because I, there's some, there's other things, which if I put as much effort in as I yeah. did with my competing, because coming back to your question, does competing take away from your business? Fuck yeah, it does. Yeah. Like, you know, it's completely self-absorbed. It doesn't just take away from your business. It takes away from everything in your life, in my opinion, yeah. your relationships, um, your social, you know, and again, that's kind of like, it's like the double-edged sword. Like the reason it's so um, cool is because you are sacrificing all these things and there is that possibility of, you know, attainment at the end of it. You may yeah. win something. Uh, but then it's like, actually, when you look at it, like you are very self-absorbed and you're very, very selfish, um, and that has a negative effect on your business. Yeah. And um, it was very much then like, if I put in half the amount of effort that I did with the competing into my business or into education, 
then I could see a return of investment, which is going to be more than a plastic trophy or a pro card yeah. or again, somebody else's gratification of my, you know, of my physique. And that's kind of, yeah, that was my, my thinking towards it. Yeah, Probably so not what, as articulate as it was then, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you, when you finally give competing up, did you, was it kind of a weight off your shoulders? Did it, did it enable you to have more freedom and expression for, for your business side of things? Yeah, I think so. I think it's hard because I'm just a competitive person as it is like from boxing from the age of 12. Um, that's just ingrained in me. Hence why after I finished boxing, I was yearning competition. And that's why I needed the, the bodybuilding or the fitness modeling um, to kind of fuel that. Um, and then when I stopped competing, like you said, it was like this, this weight off my shoulders. Like, oh, cool. I can breathe now. I can focus on other yeah. things. Um, and I was already toying with the idea of, you know, going to uni um, to, to study. And I guess it was, yeah, it, it was just kind of like trying to focus all efforts towards that, really. Yeah. Do you um, think you could have managed uni business and competing if you had not given it up? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> which, which would have been the first to go? Uh Probably, probably the business and then everything else would have just imploded yeah. anyway. Um, because there's no way you can coach others when you're a shell of your former self. Yeah, like, yeah just, no, exactly you what you mean. Talk, you can't, you're just, you're just this yeah. zombified, you know, yeah, it's, it's rubbish. You know, you can't then create content or you can't, it's, it's tough. Like, yeah, you look shredded and you can take a picture. But, you know, you can't string a sentence together um, and uh, definitely can't motivate somebody else. That's for sure. No, so, definitely not. No. Yeah. Some of the um, worst feelings in your, in your life is when you're low carb, <laughs> not dying on. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. And, and oh, water loading. That was fun. That was, that was good. Yeah. I had to <laughs> pee in every eight minutes. You need a you need a toilet by all the time. I remember once um, again because I was so under the influence of bodybuilding law that you had to do water loading. Um, that in my first in my first competition, I um, I remember I hadn't drank for a little period of time because like yeah. I was trying to drink up to like I think it was like ten liters a day, something like that, right? So, and I remember I, it was a couple. I went I went for like posing practice. And I was like, I forgot my water bottle. So then I was in my gym uh, bathroom and I was, I was downing, like, I think I downed like three or four liters in one. And I was just like, oh, I just, it killed me. But, but I must say something else that this gave to me, before the age of 21, I could not burp. <laughs> <laughs> I was not able to burp. I don't know what it was. Like anytime I went out and drunk beers or, whatever else I was drinking I'd always get bloated I couldn't burp and then I would feel sick and it was just like awful like I just I don't know what was wrong with my freaking stomach or the sphincter in my stomach I could not burp for before age 21 and then when I did the water loading fucking hell magic and now I can burp all the time it's brilliant so there's something else that competing gave to me that's a random <laughs> fact of the day <laughs> yeah so you're at uni now you're still at uni and yes. you obviously managed to juggle all your social media business with, with your studies. Um, how are you finding that and how's it progressing? Like, how long have you got left? Oh, one more year. <laughs> one, one more, more year. year. 
it, it was, it's been tough because obviously, as I said, I wasn't academically sound. I came out of uh, school with zero GCSEs. And then I kind of had this epiphany, like I said, after finding Lane Norton, Lyle McDonald, and whatever. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go study biochemistry. Um, and soon realized, oh, you need GCSEs and you need A-levels for that. So it was like, fuck. I had to go through that whole process of, you know, getting my GCSEs um, at the, I think I started the whole process at 22. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was just after um, this, the second year of competing. So my last competitions, that's when I dived into it. So 22, um, got my GCSEs. Uh, then I got my A-levels. Um, oh no, that was right. I, I, I nearly got my GCSEs. I got my English GCSE, right? And I got my A-levels alongside it. Were you um, smoking however, as well at the time? No, no, no. I quit smoking <laughs> by the time I was like 19. That was, that was gone. That was gone. Um, and then um, I missed out on my maths by one mark. Like, not even, like, one question. It was one mark, and they wouldn't let me in. So I had to wait another year. Uh, yeah, I know. It's oh, so frustrating. So I had to do another year just to get my maths. Because I got my A-levels. I got my... Yeah. Uh, my other GCSEs I needed, just this maths. Uh, obviously, you need that if you're going to go study fucking chemistry. Um, so I did that. And then alongside that, like, I moved, I relocated to Watford and, like, building up my business again, blah, blah, blah. That's a, another story. But um, then I finally got into uni at the age of 24, I think it was. So, yeah, um, yeah now I'm, I've just finished my second year uh biochemistry so i've got one more year left uh and trying to balance it with business and social media and coronavirus and, and i was going to say was as have you still been doing able to do your work during the lockdown obviously you've yeah, not, not been going to university um i mean I, I say nothing's been affected obviously you know you get a few dents um in the business from it but i i took uh bless you Thank you. <laughs> I took I, I, I a cough <laughs> off the speaker. <laughs> it was gracefully done, to be fair. It was gracefully done. Um, so I um, took it upon myself because I'd already been a head coach at a number of gyms and kind of coached personal trainers, like how to be personal trainers. But I, yeah. I was always confined by the restrictions of the corporate world. Right, so it was either like you have to do it in this manner, you have to do it in this yeah. way. And if you know me, and if you've read my content, like I'm very, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way. To, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I have a different approach. Yeah, to even, like, even sometimes I look at your content and go, ah. Oh. <laughs> 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 but it's it's the wording though. Like some of your posts are like in depth and you, a lot of information, but then some posts are it's probably a more complicated subject, but you explain it. Yeah. Like I say, explain it to a five-year-old and it comes across it. like that. Yeah. Right. If you don't, I've got the don't... mentality of a five-year-old, so. Yeah, so have I. That's how I have to, I'm just simply trying to make myself understand it. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm just, I'm just repeating what I've told myself. It's nothing else. It's honestly. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, like if you, if you're using complicated jargon or you're trying to, you know, sounds smarter than you are. You just end up sounding like a pretentious prick a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and you obviously don't really understand it because you're trying to make the complicated simple. Like that yeah. shows 
and understanding and that's what my you know i think of should be as a coach um you shouldn't just be using like i see some coaches talk about krebs cycle and they're just they're talking to somebody who just wants to lose a bit of fat and you're like you know what are you what are you doing you're just trying to flex your brain gains which again you're just making yourself sound even stupid you know more stupid yeah i know exactly what you mean Um, yeah is this yeah but i'm i i say this because i used to be guilty of it as well because you know it's like you learn something you're like oh this sounds really cool this sounds really smart i'm going to try and repeat it and then you repeat it and but you don't really understand it you know so somebody when when somebody asks you a question on on it you're a bit like oh yeah um but it's not it's it's just the typical kind of dunning-kruger effect it's like you know you, you don't know anything about a subject. You go, sh- you know, straight up Child's Hill where now you think you know everything yeah. and you're using all these technical terms and, you know, everything else and you think you sound clever, um, not, really how, not realizing how ignorant you are. And then you kind of go down this kind of huge plummet, which was me. When I went to uni, I kind of realized, oh, fuck, like, I don't know how much I don't know. Yeah. And it was this big, like, eye-opener, like, oh shit man like yeah, there is a lot to that, this. That, that's probably a lot with a lot of personal trainers i mean you, you do the basics on your courses don't you and then you kind of learn yourself and there's only so much you can learn without looking into stuff because i there's still stuff that i don't know even exists but it's, it's taking that next step and educating yourself but then it's it's like you say what you're doing is amazing juggling all this with with studying at university um some people can't even juggle their freaking day. I'm bullshitting my way through things, Chris. That's what it is. <laughs> isn't that isn't that just life though? That's just life, yeah. You just as uh, Jay Auditor was saying, isn't it? Uh, act like a duck. You uh, yeah. swim on the top and paddle like fuck underneath. Yeah. So yeah, it's um it's, it's yeah, it's, it's very similar to my mantra. It's just kind of bullshit your way through. Uh, I, 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 I think everyone's probably doing the same. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so what 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 was the sort of inspiration for sort of not switching directions because you still do your your personal training but then going to more of a business mentor um it was yeah it was realizing that you know there was a, a need at that time right so lockdown happened there are a lot of personal trainers out there now who who knew they should have done online coaching sooner right they knew fucking should have it's the way this industry is going it's the way that um business is going and it's most likely going to continue going that way now people have realized it um it's probably if anything lockdown has catalyzed online coaches by about 10 years yeah that's what i was going to say i think the the thing it's come forward sort of 10 years because there's so many i think there's so many coaches that just dead against it because we've seen online coaches doing it and doing well because they probably couldn't see themselves doing it they just thought no don't want to do it and now they have to do it um yeah yeah there's i think there's also this kind of like um preconceived notion that online coaches are just slackers or whatever else and it's quite funny because one of the personal trainers who i mentor now messaged me saying i have now got a newfound respect for online coaches i didn't realize how much goes into it like the marketing and the um the social media content and then you've actually got all the systems and all the networking that you're yeah. doing and everything like there's so much to it um and and yeah that was kind of like the inspiration for it was there was a need um and as an entrepreneur your job is to solve the problems you're trying to give a yeah. solution so it was like okay there's a bunch of personal trainers who realized fuck i should have done online coaching a lot sooner um and i was like well 
you know, I've been doing it for a number of years now. I've been pretty successful with it. I let me help. Let's let's create a product where you know, now I can mentor you. And yeah. again, this is very much early stages for me um, because although I've taught personal trainers to be good personal trainers in the gym, now it's like trying to transfer somebody's entire business onto another into a whole new world. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's been a fun challenge in itself. So yeah, it's been cool. So will you, do you think you'll evolve again with the mentor side when the gyms reopen to focus on in gyms as well, or will it just mainly be everything kept online? I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know where, you know, if anything that lockdown has taught us is that you can never be prepared for what's yeah. to come. Because, you know, it's just completely wiped a lot of people off their feet. Um, so I've kind of like, although I used to be very much like a five and a 10 year plan kind of guy, now I'm a bit like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to see where the wind takes me. <laughs> I'm a little bit more fluid with, with um, yeah. my journey. But I think so. I think I'd like to. I'd like to be focusing on develop, like taking everything I've learned from biochemistry, taking everything I've learned from, you know, the practicalities of being a personal trainer or an online coach, and then either channeling it into some kind of a course or some kind of a mentorship for personal trainers to be fucking shit hot business people in the fitness yeah. industry not even just you know a personal trainer like a personal trainer online coach um whatever they want to be and again that's kind of coming back to the the start which i spoke about um what i do is i don't just want to focus on fitness and you know push-ups and macros and abs yeah. and crossfit and whatever you know i want to make sure i'm elevating every everything in your in your life yeah, and that's exactly, kind of yeah. the i think that's the kind of direction i'm going to be taking the business um whether that be for the general pop or that be for you know trainers and coaches yeah. obviously i just tapped my lamp um whether the <laughs> general for the general pop again it'll be you know focusing on um all the elements i just spoke about but probably yeah. just on a lot more simplified level and then for yeah. the trainers it will just be that much more in depth, right? I'll be able to go balls deep into Krebs cycle and fucking, you know, God knows what yeah. else. Uh, so how is, how is doing both sides of it <clears throat> sort of making you feel like, do you, um, do you enjoy coaching people for personal training more or coaching the coaches or is it kind of an equal balance? It's, there's it's so rewarding in both, in both ways, like to, you know, take somebody's, journey from being out of shape unhappy miserable and then you know changing their life around and giving them a new lease of life i mean that's that's incredible i don't think i'll ever be able to replicate that yeah. um so I, I i probably would say i still enjoy that that bit more because the impact you're having on that person's life with that side of things yeah my health perspective um you can't put a price on but yeah having said that you know taking somebody from you know, nothing, you know, literally no online systems, no yeah. understanding of what works, their social media is just non-existent. And then to see this like fully flourishing business, which you can see that they've implemented everything. It's just fucking cool. It's just yeah. really fucking cool to see that. So I think that, yeah, they're, they're both rewarding in their own way, but I yeah, think totally do. Yeah. it would be, it'd be silly to say, you know, taking somebody from that dark place of, of, ill health and then you know to a much better place I th yeah i think that is it speaks for itself really yeah um, so. so 
in the past and, and at, at the minute, what are your sort of fears or worries or have you had any or is there anything you struggle with? Cucumber. I fucking hate cucumber. I can't stand it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Don't have cucumber then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just imagining uh, like Indiana Jones who gets put into a pit of snakes. If you put me into a pit of cucumber, that'd be it. I just, my, that is my biggest fear. What do you think happens with a cucumber? <laughs> many a thing chris <laughs> um uh, so i don't know fears um maybe regressing i think that's always going to be my biggest fear is the fear of regression like if i reach a point where i don't feel like i'm constantly pursuing like i've got this fucking thirst for more knowledge or just knowing more and whatever that may be in right because now I've just started this side passion of writing and like copyright. Yeah. And like that's now opened up a whole new, it's just nice. It's just like this, oh, this is a whole new world. I know, you know, fuck all about because I only got my GCSEs at 23 or whatever. Um, so, you know, embarking on that and then bringing that into the business and everything else. Um, yeah, I think, I think the fear of regression and just, and not, progressing is probably my biggest fear which is why i always try yeah. to find other ventures like you know like i said it was the the bodybuilding which led into the very much like the science and academic path and now i've kind of really you know not reached that end obviously because i'm not a phd level or anything like that but definitely learned enough where i'm kind of like okay i, I feel like a sound um I, I feel like i've got a good scientific basis now on everything and a good grasp on a lot of stuff now where you know, where else can I kind of go off to? Yeah. So, yeah. So we've talked about obviously your past and how you started. Now, what, what do you see for yourself next? Is it just a continuation of building, learning, developing? Growing um, your beard? Yeah. <laughs> a beard? I, want, I want a beard to touch my toes and I want a hat so pointy it blocks out the sun. You, um, what about a pointy one so you can do strokey beard? Yeah, it's got it's got to happen, isn't it? Like, I I mean, I had a huge beard a few years ago, wasn't it? It was like it was yeah. massive. If it was like a big Viking thing, I had my fucking stupid top knot. Um, <laughs> Man, and uh, when did I work with you? I worked with you in two thousand seventeen, was it? Gym fit. I think you were clean no, shaven back then. It was it was, uh, was twenty sixteen. Sixteen, yeah. It was a good gym. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question. Next question. <laughs> Okay, it was good. To be fair, that was that brought a lot of um, that brought a lot of my business around that area. Uh, was yeah, that gym, that was good. Um, yeah, that. So, am I looking to continue? Yeah, it's it's just as I kind of just um, building on what I just said. It's continuing learning what I can learn, um, and then seeing how I can then bring that into my business. You know, I want to really start again venturing and going down this rabbit hole of writing and i think that's where now i'm going to go with my my business online yeah. get me much more kind of article based um i want to start creating things like uh physiognomics i think he does an amazing job uh, with a lot of his articles along with uh john romaniello as well um you know it, it, i remember reading their stuff and it was kind of like wow like writing can be really fun like right you can you know there's just so many things to it. Yeah. Um, and whereas with video, like if you look at a video from five years ago, it's outdated. Like it's kind of like, um, 
you, you can you just kind of can see and if you go on YouTube what's the first video you click on is it going to be 2020 or is it going to be the 2015 one it's going to be the 2020 so there's like a an expiry date for video whereas with written word and articles yeah. if you click on an article from five years ago and it's well written it's evergreen like it's just and that's, yeah. I like that like, I like that concept um, I've heard that term a lot recently evergreen Evergreen, yeah, I don't. It's, it's become popular. It's, like, it's the new buzzword in the industry, isn't it? <laughs> Evergreen. Um, yeah, so I think I think that's kind of where I'm going to take that side yeah. of things. And as we just spoke about, just building, just building on what I've got already with the online business, trying to create more courses. So I think once I'm done with my actual education in uni yeah. and I've got my bachelor's degree, um, then I'll be looking to educate others and create courses and everything else. Yeah. So. Sounds amazing. Look forward to all of that. So just to wrap up, uh, where can people find you on social media if they want to connect and chat and learn and develop? Uh, so if they put the bat signal up into the sky, then I will swoop down. Um, with I, my I heard it was a ginger beard symbol. <laughs> yeah, but then deep, it, it just becomes like a massive flare in the, in the sky and people think it's a huge emergency. So um, I've tried it before. It doesn't work. But if that doesn't work, then what they can do is they can find me on Instagram, so at Josh Taylor PT, um, and on Facebook. But unfortunately, Facebook hasn't given me Josh Taylor PT because I've just been struggling with that. So they've given me JT Fit, um, and I will I will win that war. I promise, Facebook. I will. I will get my Josh you know, Taylor PT buy, on my page. <laughs> I tried. It. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to see who I can speak speak to but yeah so josh taylor pt on most things if you want to find my website as well josh taylor pt.com and uh yeah then they can you know figure out what this weirdo with a beard riding a unicorn is all about <laughs> fantastic well thank you so much for taking uh, your time to uh, chat with me today no thank you sir for inviting me on it's been a pleasure you are welcome thank you very much and i'll speak to everyone else later